This is The Coacherian, where coaches go to grow. Coacherian, like a terrarian for coaches. It's the pocket-sized podcast for leaders who coach to gain skills and confidence. Welcome to The Coacherian. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Coacherian. We started this podcast early in 2022 to reflect your needs in life and in the workplace, to help you become more self-aware, to bring coaching into your leadership style, and to help you open your mind to new ways of thinking. If you haven't listened before, we're Gary, Dana, and Wendy. This is the smallest podcast spread over the longest distance, over 5,000 miles from San Diego via Dallas to London here in England. We're all coaches, but we've also all been leaders in the corporate world. And it's why we talk about real life concepts and ideas that you can put into practice right away. If we're talking about it, we've probably used it ourselves. So before we get into today's topic, Dana, for our icebreaker, I wonder whether you could tell us something that we might not know about you. Um, I love to travel, you probably know that. One of the things that my husband and I did when probably in the last 10 years is we do what's called potluck travel. So when we worked at South, when I worked at Southwest Airlines, we could literally fly anywhere in the world for free. We had to pay tax, but you had to go non-rev. So we would pack our bags. We would look at the weather across and we would, you know, block a week or something. And we started the first way. It was during uh, Christmas and we were going to be gone like over Christmas holiday and we did it in United States and we just went to the Florida Keys. Mind you, we didn't have a hotel. We didn't have anything. And we get on the plane and I'm going on my, you know, internet, picking out the hotel, calling people I know, where, do, where should we stay? And we find the best, it's, it's just an adventure. So we did that. The last, we did a, quite a few. We went to Australia. We've, we've, we did something every January and that's our anniversary. So we always kind of do potluck travel then. Well, anyway, our last trip that we took was literally uh, February 2020, and we went to the Seychelles, and we literally went, we said, well, we want to get over kind of to that area. We, we've always been after looking at for the best beaches, so um, it was an incredible um, place to go. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of it or been there, um, but it seemed like it was mostly Europeans that go to the Seychelles, kind of like the Hawaii for Europeans. Um, I had never heard of it, but beautiful diving, beautiful experience. But every day was an adventure because we had to figure out where we were going to stay next and how long we could stay there. And it was it was made for lots of fun. And we just had to have that. We had to have the mindset of we carry our bags with us. And if what goes with us is what we have and we don't wherever we end up is where we end up. And we met some amazing people and had some great journeys. So. I don't like doing that all the time, but I'll do that when I have the right mindset. So just a fun. I think, I think that that might have been a really great advertisement for Southwest to find employees for people yes. who are interested in <laughs> traveling for free. There you go. Yes. There to you the go. Seychelles specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a really good thing. I remember when, yes. when we were doing our dancing career and, and we did a similar kind of thing. We were like, where's there's competitions all around the world and we can pick somewhere. Where's a really a place that we would only ever go because we were going to go and do a dancing competition. We found ourselves in, in Poland, in Bulgaria, in Albania, like places that you wouldn't yeah. normally go as a sort of yeah. tourist destination. And it was so fascinating to, to go do that. Um, but I, I still feel like I've never traveled as much as lots and lots of people that I know. And I, I always wish 
you know, I'm looking forward to doing more traveling later in life to, to interesting places. So it's amazing. Now in each coach area episode, we're going to bring to life a particular question that you might be grappling with, but this series, this episode is a little bit different. Um, and, uh, we're going to go around, uh, through three episodes, um, this same question for all three of us. And today, Wendy is going to pick up on this topic of what's a piece of advice that you received early in your career that has proved instrumental to your success. So Wendy, what, what inspired you early in your career that's guided your path ahead? Yeah, well, I, to answer this, I'm going to go all the way back to art school. Uh, and if you know anything about art school, you might know that it's common practice to participate in critiques. So this is where you put your work up in front of the class and the instructor, and it's discussed openly. And uh, there's always something to learn and improve on out of those conversations. And it certainly fosters this idea of continuous improvement, right? We can always learn from one another. But there was one professor who took it to another level. On more than one occasion, I watched him take someone's physical artwork, probably something they had spent hours and hours on, if they were anything like me, and walk across the room, open the door, and throw it outside. As in, throw the piece of artwork outside. And uh, sometimes it would tumble down the hill. <laughs> I remember vividly the shock the first time I saw this because there was this, <gasps> and then I realized that I was coming up next and, and there was this fear of what's going to happen when my piece is placed up on the crit wall. And uh, it sounds really awful. And I'm sure there's a lot of people these days that are thinking, wow, that should have come with some sort of, you know, trigger warning or something to that effect. But in hindsight, there was a huge, huge lesson that this professor was teaching us. And that was to put it pretty succinctly, my output does not dictate my worth as a human, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what I produce and, and for artists and designers, what we produce is often widely critiqued, right? Something that other people look at and say, oh, I like that, or I don't like that. Uh, and, and it's very easy to connect what they say with who I am as a person, right? And so I saw this a few years later when I was in a role where I had uh, some colleagues that were super frustrated when clients would critique their work. They felt they knew more than the client and they didn't want to make the changes that the client was requesting and sometimes even felt personally offended in those situations. And while it can be understandable, perhaps if a client is making an uninformed decision, but oftentimes it comes down to preference. And, you know, to put it super simply, if a client likes purple and that's their favorite color, you should give them purple, right? If, if, if somebody's asking for something that it's really about preference, it's not, it doesn't matter if you hate purple, right? Uh, and I know I'm being super simple there, but, but I'm trying to get down to the point that as uh, what I was taught was that 
in my work, I'm meeting the needs of my clients or my customers or my users. And I need to separate a, I have to separate my preferences from that. And B, I have to separate that my output means if someone critiques my output, that that means they don't like me. Right. So I've noticed just over the past 25 years that this is a recurring pattern in the workplace. And when our personal worth is connected with our output, we and our output suffer. But when we can separate those, we and our output is more likely to thrive. We need to focus on knowing our intrinsic value as a human so this stuff doesn't bother us. And this means focusing less on external conditions, right? So just a few ways that I've done this that I've found to be helpful. First is knowing my strengths, right? Recognizing that uh, at least in the Gallup world and how they share all of this, no one else has strengths exactly like I do. No one has them in the same order and in combination. And that makes me unique and my perspective unique. And that means people need to hear what I have to say, right? But I also need to hear what other people have to say. And then second, being curious and adopting a learning mindset, this idea that I can always learn when, when someone critiques my work. Uh, and then third, this notion of focusing on meeting other people's needs. It's really interesting that research shows helping others can actually reduce stress and improve our well-being. So when I'm more focused on meeting the user's needs, my needs actually often end up being met as a bonus. And then the last thing just for me personally is, you know, I have a lot of faith practices that really help me understand my intrinsic value as as a human. So so to summarize my advice that I received that I I think has been really instrumental in my life is this understanding that my output does not dictate my worth. And so Gary, Dana, how have you seen this play out in your life? It really resonates with a conversation I had very recently on on another podcast that I do where I interviewed Marshall Goldsmith and Marshall Goldsmith's uh, leading executive coach, the leading executive coach probably. Um, and he's just released a book recently called The Earned Life. And the way he defines the earned life is very similar to what you're saying, Wendy. And he says, we are living an earned life when the choices, risks and effort we make in each moment align with an overarching purpose in our lives, regardless of the eventual outcome. And it's precisely yeah. that point of you yeah. need to know that what you're doing in the moment is what you want to be doing right now, regardless of whether it's successful or not, regardless of whether you like the outcome or other people like the outcome. And he said that, you know, he, he describes this Western disease, as he calls it, of people chasing the I'll be happy when mm. I'll be happy when. I've achieved this goal. I'll be happy when somebody gives me this feedback, somebody buys my work, whatever it is. He says, you have to let go of that because they might not like it and that's still yes. okay. So, so it really resonates, it really aligns with what you're saying and, and what you've learned through your own career. So amazing. Yes, Wendy, I love that. I'm so glad that you had a professor teach you that. I've seen it in the advertising world where creatives come in and they've got great work and they just feel so downtrodden when something wasn't approved or, yeah. and um, I've seen the difference between 
uh, creative directors when they they separate themselves versus when they own you know when they feel like it's their theirs personally and I think one of the things with that is it's so subjective and so you can't attach it to human worth it's so subjective and I think there's a story about some art that was in the National Gallery and it got all these critics were saying awful things about it and it wasn't until somebody got down on their knees and looked at it that they saw the vision that the artist had originally for it so you probably heard that story but it's yes. the same thing. It's all different perspectives. So I love that you brought that to the coaching today because I think it's something that we all need to remember. Um, and even kids when they're doing art, you know, it's like this is we can't attach ourselves to it. So thank you. Wendy, thank you so much for bringing the topic to the coach Aaron today. We hope that you're enjoying these conversations as much as we're enjoying uh, putting these uh, sessions together. See if there's something from today's topic you can put into practice right away and do find and follow us on LinkedIn, engage with our posts there and on other social media platforms to keep in touch with new content as it drops. Tell your friends about the Coacharium and listen in next time. Wendy Dana, thanks so much for your time today and see you again soon. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, thank thank you. you, Wendy. This has been another episode of the Coacharium. Follow, like, and subscribe to our content to receive updates on future episodes. Join us again soon in The Coacharium.